welcome to Create Shift. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. It's so lovely to have you here. Create Shift is a podcast to support, encourage and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. It's hosted by me, Ellen of Being Change, and it's funded by you, the podcast listeners and Being Change Patreon community. I'm here to support all of us to live our happiest, healthiest and most fulfilled lives and this podcast is one of the ways in which I hope to do that. Before we get into today's episode, here's a little bit about how you can be part of the Being Change Patreon community and help support this podcast. The Being Change Patreon community is a group of like-minded people all wanting to live their most purposeful and holistic lives. This community gets access to exclusive weekly holistic living content, live seasonal workshops and full-length yoga practices and special holistic living live Q&A sessions with me. You'll also get each episode of Create Shift before everyone else, as well as advanced access to booking for any of my live events. I would love to have you be part of this community. To become a member, just head to patreon.com forward slash being change and choose your monthly pledge of three, five or eight pounds. The money I make from Patreon funds the free content I create here on the podcast, my YouTube channel, blog and Instagram and enables me to employ other people to work with me. And if you want to support the podcast but can't afford to be a Patreon member right now, you can support for free by sharing the podcast with three friends who'd enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi, welcome to season six of Create Shift. Um, What a strange time we find ourselves in. So... If you're listening live as this episode goes out, um, first of all, I hope you're well and I hope you're safe and I hope you're managing to care as best you can for yourself and your loved ones. We are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and there is not a single person whose life has not been massively uh, turned upside down by this. Um, So I made the decision to carry on with the podcast. It's one of the only elements of my work that's remained the same um, since what I'm calling BC, before coronavirus. Um, Today I've got two episodes to share with you. Um, I wanted to release them together because they're both quite helpful um, offering things that we can do right now to support our health and well-being in this current climate that we find ourselves in. Um, Obviously just to let you know that both of these episodes, so this one now with Emma Newlin and uh, the second episode um, with Sarah Major, both mention coronavirus so if you'd rather not listen to stuff that talks directly about it then I completely understand and please just turn this off right now and you can always return at another time because they're both useful for other times as well so in this episode with Emma Newlin I chat to her about the immune system and holistic ways that we can help support our immune system and our immunity so we chat about things that we we both do ourselves and um, things we've come across in our research And I think there's a lot of really, really helpful and practical things. And hopefully there'll be some little things you can take away that maybe you didn't know already that you can just weave into your daily routine to help yourself feel boosted and supported. So thank you so much for being here. And again, I want to reiterate, I really hope you're okay and you're managing to cope as best you can in this time. Um, Like I said, I carried on creating this podcast. I decided to do that because as you know I want it to be a tool to help support us all live our healthiest and happiest and most fulfilled lives but also our most purposeful and holistic lives and right now perhaps we need these tools and we need the conversations um, that I have with people on this podcast to to gain little tidbits of information about things that we can do to help support ourselves so I hope that um, this podcast finds you at the right time in the right place to give you the best support that it can and if that's not for you right now then do not worry I won't be offended if you turn it off thank you for being here hello Emma welcome back thanks (laughs) um so a very special episode today uh do I want to call it a special coronavirus episode (laughs) um yeah so we thought we would chat about the immune system didn't we yes because We've got nothing else to do. We're stuck in a house. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously a lot of, um, loads of podcasts at the moment talking about the virus or immune systems um, and stuff like that, but they're coming at it from different perspectives. So we kind of thought what we would do is talk about how to protect the immune system from a physical sense. So through movement and through food and diet and stuff, and also through um, mental health as well, because... Mm. We, uh, it's a well known by everyone basically that if you're stressed, your nervous system is not going to work as well. Um, 
and there are so many things that can easily stress the nervous system without even knowing it so yeah. the way you think and the way you speak just for instance yeah yeah shall we shall we start with a little uh little overview of the immune system and how it works no um not like yeah you know no just a little bit of like because you said obviously we know that if we're stressed it affects our immune system and we might know that but actually people might not know how it depletes the immune system or like you know yeah okay fair enough um yes okay so science lesson (laughs) no it doesn't have to be a science lesson but but yeah uh, okay yeah basically so uh the immune system works by adapting to stuff this is this is just how i see it basically so i feel that a strong immune system um means that your body and your systems can adapt to stresses so if you have a strong immune system it means that if pathogens and viruses are kind of trying to enter your body your body is able to fight it off um whether that's through well you sometimes you don't have to do anything sometimes you just have a strong body um and sometimes you might be able to fight off illnesses more because you've been able to eat good food or move well or learn techniques um if your immune system is not strong um it just means your body is not able to adapt to stresses as well so you're more susceptible to being ill um if your body isn't quite uh fired up enough to respond quickly to things Mm. that's a kind of weird way of putting it but if it makes sense yeah yeah and yeah we don't want to dive fully into it that would be a whole science lesson and uh i'd probably need to read a few more books i actually read a really interesting book about the immune system um which i will reference in the show notes and i cannot remember what it's called but uh it's really good and i'll reference that in the show notes for anybody who wants to read about the immune system and uh how it works in more detail and kind of research that's being done on like autoimmune things and that's gone off on, on a tangent and stuff but um yes so when we get stressed then um i think an interesting thing about when we get stressed is that actually when we go into that fight or flight response initially our immune system actually is heightened like the immune response isn't it um for a bit but obviously we're only meant to be in fight or flight for a short period of time like that's why it's there it's like if we're running away from something uh and the immune system then becomes heightened presumably because if we got a cut from the tiger that was chasing us uh we'd have more of those um oh what's the word i want to say the things are going to help help that not cause an infection immediately in the body kind of thing um but then obviously if we live in a stress response for longer then our immune system gets depleted because it's been in that like heightened state yeah so um there's a really good book for all about the books today. Um, I, a, a long time ago, I read a book by a woman called Lissa Rankin, and it's called Mind Over Medicine. I was just reading and, that earlier. Oh, yeah, it's a good book. In preparation. <laughs> so um, she had a really good way of, of talking about this. So, yeah, so when we're in an initial state of fight or flight, so you're running from a predator, so the classic way of saying it, um, yeah, your immune system's heightened, ready to kind of fight off any um, yeah infection you might get or bacteria you might come across. But if you're in a chronic state of stress, especially if it's like that low-lying um, stress mm-hmm. that a lot of us have all the time, um, it suppresses the immune system. Because basically, the more energy you're using up by being stressed or by over-exercising or whatever the more your body's going to prioritise what it sends its energy or mm. spends energy on. Sorry. So if you're in a chronic state of stress for a lot of the time, a lot of your energy is just going on to getting through. So it's going pumping the blood towards the muscles to kind of get you in preparation for if you have to fight or flee. Um, and your energy is not really going towards the things that aren't as important for survival so the immune system while it's really 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 important your body doesn't necessarily consider it the most important thing to just get through the day and survive Mm. so the more stressed we are the more we're kind of using up energy on things that aren't that are just causing stress every day um the less our immune system is able to work properly and that goes the same for the hormonal system yeah um, digestion digestion exactly yeah um 
which is obviously why we see digestive issues uh so ones that are um oh there's a word i can't remember it um doctors use it tom micklewright mentions it in his podcast episode i did with him anyway i can't remember it but ones that aren't like if you go to the doctor they can't say oh it's it's you've got this problem with your digestive system like you know it's it's this and we can fix it with this um so like uh yeah maybe like stuff like ibs is often linked to um stress and being in like chronic states of stress because even though we know that digestion is important actually the body doesn't prioritize it when we're in that fight or flight state um Mm, well we can we can kind of go on to that a little bit um so the stomach the the stomach we're talking about digestion so it's about the stomach kind of area um so yeah so things that are linked to the stomach like um ibs um digestive issues um poor gut health that's Mm. all going to be a massive um link to the way we think and the way we react to stress so 80 percent of your immune system is in your gut and also you have a massive bundle of nerves in your gut mm. that are linked to what well, that are part of the vagus nerve which runs from your gut up through your body um, passes through the diaphragm um, next to the heart as well through your throat and actually up into the brain so vice versa if you're um stressed your brain is going to signal to your digestive system that something's wrong so it'll kind of stop digesting things properly because there's a reason you need to be stressed and perhaps you might need to run away in a minute. And if your immune system's there in your gut as well, then your immune system isn't going to be working as efficiently because there's not enough kind of um, nervous system activity working with it. It's all going towards sorting out your stress, whatever that be. Mm -hmm. Like stress could be your boss, it could be work or something else that's not a tiger running off. (laughs) Well, it could be right now, like I'm thinking, lots of people are probably in chronic uh low level states of stress right now just because of the situation that we find ourselves in um which i, I will return to later but yeah, yeah carry well, on in the same way so we were just um talking about before we press play on this <laughs> um how the right now in this moment today like everyone's found out the prime minister's now got um coronavirus as well um and possibly i was just thinking about this earlier Obviously, it's because he's been around a lot of people with it, probably. Um, but also because I think of the the focus that he had. and ha- um, mm. ha- So the more we think about something, this is like law of attraction stuff, the more likely we are to get it. Right, so yeah. If we're kind of stressed about maybe getting the virus or, or what going to then they might have the virus or what if I get the virus or um, the more likely we are to get it. So I'm not saying that everyone who has it was thinking about it at all, but I'm just saying that the more we focus on things, the more likely we are to stress ourselves out enough that we're going to get it. And obviously his whole thing at the moment was talking about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yes, so with the immune system, it's going to work a lot better if we think not about what we don't want to happen, but what we do want to happen. So things like visualisation um, are really, really powerful in helping you to bring yourself into a state that you want to be in. So if you want to be well, if you want to be healthy, can you visualise your can you visualise yourself in that state of being well and of being healthy? So this is really simple. Like sports people will do this. If they um, before an important golf match, for instance. Like a golfer will visualise himself standing near the hole, kind of putting and getting the ball in. Or if you're preparing for a race, you might visualise how it feels to to run that race and to feel really good as you're running it. So something maybe that people can perhaps do now, especially if they're finding themselves thinking about what if I get the virus or this or that. Instead of thinking about that, can you flip it around to visualise yourself instead feeling really, really good? And the more, more you kind of focus your mind into that state, the more likely you are to feel like it. So yeah, and that goes with uh, just bringing your mind onto feeling good in general. I've been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks talks recently. I've been like mm-hmm. binging out on it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, something that they say all the time is um, like 
just focus on the feeling good state in your life so you know you have a cup of tea and you're like this tea is amazing I really like it I'm enjoying it so much or you know I've been in my garden a lot recently and the sun's been shining and I've been like this you know this sun feels great like I'm just enjoying it and the more that we put ourselves into that state of appreciating the good stuff then that's the law of attraction thing is more of that good stuff will flow into our lives because we're in that vibrational frequency god we're really going into this stuff yeah no it's it's always so true yeah it sounds a little bit um especially people who haven't looked into this before. It can sound woo-woo, but it's true. Well, and the thing I think with this stuff is if people are listening to it and thinking, well, that sounds like it can't be true, what's the harm in believing that it is? It's literally not It's not yeah. going to harm you at all to believe that yeah. that's true and to practice it. And then maybe mm. it'll do you good. Maybe it'll do nothing, but what's the harm? Mm, completely. Well, we're talking about belief as well, so... Um, I've listened to a podcast with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, mm-hmm. and he has a guy on at the moment, actually, a Scottish guy, I can't remember what he's called, um, who's talking about how uh, kindness um, affects the immune system. Mm. So, how being kind and having kind of doing good stuff basically affects the immune system. Um, and he's saying that just a little bit about the placebo effect, really, which is another thing, was even if it's just a placebo, if it works, why not? Mm, exactly. Um, so if people believe they're getting a, a pill or a drug that's going to make them feel better, the brain will literally start to release um, chemicals that are like the body's natural opiates. So say you hurt yourself and you took a pill that you thought was going to make you feel better, your body will start to release things that actually will make you feel better so in the same way if you really really truly believe in yourself that you are healthy or you will get better um or you do feel good your body will start to release chemicals that will make you feel good and that's not just like airy-fairy stuff it's true science stuff (laughs) it's true science stuff um yeah uh the mind over medicine book is great on on that stuff as well um so if people want to know more they can they can read that um and also yeah i think important that if you do get the virus or anything um any illness to not fall into despair which can be really hard because um often when we when we feel unwell we feel more down within ourselves but to kind of employ tactics to to help us keep on that kind of positive frequency and um you know believing that we're, we're going to get better and and um focusing on things that feel good and things that make us feel good um yeah so having so one of the things that i think um i believe is like a really important thing like especially if you are dealing with illness um and also to prevent getting or like to help your your immune system is to really have a sense of purpose so Mm. i feel that if especially people who have like a very serious illness if they have a sense of purpose in their lives, they're more likely to get better um, and to pull through than if they kind of go into a, a spiral of feeling like nothing's worth trying on for. Sort yeah. Of thing. Um, so in lots of different cultures, they've got different words for purpose. So um, you can call it ikigai or you can call it dharma, whatever you call it. It's just that reason for getting out of bed and for living. And it, it could be something really really small it could be something really big so when they talk about ikigai it doesn't so ikigai and dharma two kind of words of purpose they actually have a little bit different meanings so dharma is more about your life purpose and your overall um reason for being here and ikigai is more about your responsibilities and they've shown that in um blue zones one of the most important things is having that sense of not just purpose but responsibility as well so maybe it's caring for your family maybe it's needing to go out and do your job each day maybe it's um, having a pet that you care for so it's not necessarily some grand overall oh this is my life purpose it's just a reason that you need to get up and out of bed every day so I think that having some sort of purpose is, is really important for protecting the immune system as well and I think that that makes me think a lot of um the you know workers in the NHS at the moment um who are kind of like on the front line of you know just everything to do with coronavirus and a lot of what we've said already is that they're probably stressed they're they're really stressed of course they are um and they are thinking about the virus a lot like we said Boris Johnson was but 
they also have this big the sense of purpose to care for for people that's that's why they do what they do and that they're like I believe that you can't be in that profession if you haven't got that really burning sense of purpose to do that um mm-hmm. you know and also they're like living kindness every day um uh, so yeah. that's so, so they in just their own attitude in that way of it like is hugely protecting their immune systems especially mm. but considering how much illness they're around a lot of the time mm. Mm. um should we go back to talking about kind of uh the gut digestion sort of like into into food and stuff um, yes um <laughs> yes uh yeah so one of the i was thinking earlier actually about this so one of the things that's most important about um keeping the digestive not digestive sorry the um immune system strong um is having a good digestive system mm. itself so um in uh just referencing ayurveda quickly the kind of word used to describe the digestive power of the digestive fire is um agni so you can think of the stomach as um, having like a fire within it and the more kind of strong your fire is burning the better your immune system is going to be because it could literally well not literally metaphorically burn off bacteria and illnesses that are coming mm. in um and in the same way if your digestion system's working well there's not going to be a lot of undigested food and toxins building up in your body so ways basically to maybe keep the digestive system strong um are to kind of the two things so not eating too much but then also eating enough so if you imagine you've got like a fire and you're trying to keep it going if you put too much in the fire it will start to go out but if you don't put enough on it in the same way it will start to go out so it's about having that balance between what's enough and what's too much mm. um and things like really really good herbs as well like um ginger cinnamon black pepper all those kind of stimulating herbs as well just really simple ways to keep the digestive system strong mm. And even stuff like little uh, abdominal massage um, mm. that people could do. Uh, I've been teaching that a bit in classes at the moment. That's quite nice. It's, it's also quite nice, I think, because we hold a lot of tension. I certainly hold a lot of tension in my abdomen without realising it often. Um, so, yeah, so just kind of putting a hand on the on the abdomen and massaging around in a clockwise direction would be quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? What else about the immune system? Um, I actually did just make a note about digestion as well when you talked about, um, obviously, if we've got too much stuff in there, then the fire kind of goes out and we can't sort of digest stuff properly. Uh, And I wanted to draw the link out with that between digestion of of emotions and experiences as well, because obviously in Ayurveda, uh, digestion refers to not just stuff of food, but actually processing everything that's kind of happening in our lives. Um, Mm. And... I think that plays a part in the immune system as well in that if we've got a lot of emotions that we're just kind of pushing down and suppressing, um, I think that's, that's not, not very good for us. Um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, so, no, of course it's not. Um, well, yeah, of course, yeah, but the more, yeah. The more physical toxins we've got in the body, say from the undigested food or, kind of bad environmental stuff, the more we're weakening the body systems and the less able it is to fight back mm. against pathogens, bacteria that come in. Um, in the same way, emotional toxins, if you've got a lot of them, um, we're not as as able to fight back against illnesses. Mm. So stress is going to weaken the immune system and then therefore we are not as resilient against illnesses. So this time of year in spring like it's quite a traditional time to do like a physical detox so perhaps working out what foods you could get rid of like even just for a week or something say cutting out sugar or processed foods or doing a fast um because at this time of year if you can see the plants that are growing around there's natural detoxifying plants and bitter herbs as well so Soon there'll be like dandelion growing, which is really, really amazing um, bitter herb for cleansing the liver. Um, there's loads of wild garlic at the moment, which is really, really good for the immune system. Um, and a lot of like leafy greens as well. So there's also a plant called cleavers, which is growing a lot at the moment. I think I might have said this on the last one. Yeah, podcast. you did, yeah. <laughs> oh, love a bit of cleavers. Um, <laughs> so 
yeah it's just a, uh it grows in hedgerows and it's like a tall plant with like little um, leaves the tall plant with leaves plants. it looks like a toilet brush doesn't it yes it looks like a toilet brush um because um, it's all about kind of scrubbing systems but yeah so in that sense of physically cleansing is good and think about maybe an emotional detox as well so yeah. think about we all know what we hold on to so are you holding on to particular fears are you holding resentment so resentment is a massive thing for causing inflammation and illness in the body so mm. what of that don't you need and what could you get rid of um so talking about um decreasing inflammation as well just the act of being kind or being with people who are being kind as well can really really help lower inflammation and help strengthen the immune system so just what other positive um, attitudes or thoughts can you bring into your life to take the place of negative ones, maybe? Mm. Um, okay, there's a few things I wanted to say on that. One thing is you've just put up a recipe about using wild garlic, haven't you? Is that yes. on your blog? So I'll link to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that went up, uh, yeah, put up yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'll link to that in the show notes if people want to see that. Um, yeah, so right now there's loads of wild garlic growing, so everyone quickly go and get it. Yeah, I, mean, I want to do that, but I've never foraged anything before, so I'm a bit scared. Like, can I eat it? Has a dog weed on it? <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, um, yeah. Just be careful what you're picking, but it's 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 quite an easy one to yeah. to see. Yeah, um, and it does smell like garlic as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Uh, so the other thing I wanted to say was um, just going to that uh, talking about the seasonal detox thing, and um, it's quite funny. I decided I was going to do a seasonal detox and I decided that I was going to do it the week of the um, spring equinox, mm. uh, which was the week that everything really kicked off with coronavirus in this country. Uh, I got two days into it like, it, and, and I was limiting quite a lot of things, so I wasn't eating as much as I normally would be eating. Um, and because I'm quite vata, that's, that's not great for me. Uh, mm. But I, like, it can be fine, but I just found that I had to I didn't fully stop it I, I carried on with a few things that I was cutting out but I, I had to come I had to relax my rules a bit so I guess uh yeah. if people want to do that just um maybe just do it in a way that's uh so going to support you and what you need like because if you are quite barter still um it might not be great like it was I was just feeling more anxious and more unable to cope with stuff and yeah. um, so that was quite interesting um and because at the moment just, I mean, think we often use food as like a part of a routine. So like, oh, it's breakfast mm. time. I have lunch now. I have dinner. And food in itself can be quite comforting. Mm. So at the moment, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like everyone comfy. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but at the moment, just considering that, yes, it's a good time in nature to, to detox and to cleanse and to do a bit of fasting. But consider how much of your life is possibly got a lot of big empty gaps at the moment like are you not working either or have you lost your routine so mm. maybe don't add a, a farm yeah as well. yeah talking of like not comfort eating I mean yeah definitely don't we can use food to sort of not deal with emotions for example um and that's not great uh, but also we so we were buying some food the other week and we were sort of thinking about we might need to this might be food that's going to need to sustain us if we're, you know, inside for two weeks, whatever. And we did buy a few things that, like, make us feel good, that not, not necessarily make us feel good on a, like, this is so good for me, but make you feel good to have. So we bought some biscuits. We don't normally buy biscuits. And we're not, like, eating them all the time. But it's, like, occasionally we'll have one biscuit with a cup of tea. And it's, like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, like, it makes yeah. you, it, it's, it's got that comforting element. Um, yeah. So I think doing things like that is, is okay. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode of Create Shift so far. I'm just jumping in here to let you know about my Being Change Patreon community. As a member of this community, you get access to exclusive weekly holistic living content, live seasonal workshops and full-length yoga practices, and special holistic living live Q&A sessions with me. You'll also get each episode of Create Shift before everyone else, as well as advanced access to booking for any of my live events. To become a member, just head to patreon.com forward slash being change and choose your monthly pledge of three, five or eight pounds. The money I make from Patreon funds the free content I create here on the podcast, my YouTube channel, blog and Instagram and enables me to employ other people to work with me. 
thanks for your support. Now, back to the episode. A lot of it is what we're to do with what we we're talking about earlier. So it's what you hold in your mind. You're pretty much more likely to um, go towards. So um, there's, as you Google um, Buddhist quotes, you'll see all things like this. So it's like the mind is everything. What you think you become. So yeah. it's quite a cliche, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably didn't even say that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah so many. So the more we hold negative thoughts in our minds, the more we're going to feel negative, and the body will become a negative space. It will become what's known in Sanskrit as dukkha, which yeah. means a bad, bad space. space. The more we hold good thoughts and positivity in our minds, the more we will experience dukkha, which means good space or ease. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was saying I. Um, the actions or feelings like kindness uh, gratitude huge one um love appreciation these are all gonna enhance positive feelings in the body and decrease the immune system because it just gives the body a sense of being calm increase so, the immune system sorry increase oh, sorry yeah <laughs> decrease inflammation increase the immune system um Gratitude's amazing. There's, there's been loads of scientific studies on gratitude, haven't there, um, about how it supports the immune system. Like, it's incredible. Um, so that's something I've been really practising recently that's just like kind of been a constant. I did a little post on Instagram about it, just like even it with all the, the negative emotions or like the difficult emotions that I might be feeling, there's just been so much gratitude underneath everything. Like, you know, I'm grateful for the sunshine or I'm grateful that I've got food that I can eat or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I think because I've had a practice of doing like a nightly gratitude journal. I think that, that then helps me come to it in challenging times. So maybe people could start, you know, a little gratitude journal in the evening or the morning, just like writing three things that you're grateful for can be really good. Um, yeah, completely. I mean, especially at times like this, I mean, this might seem like the exact opposite time that you would start to feel grateful for things, but really when things are stripped away, yeah. Um, it kind of lays bare what actually is important in life. Yeah. So this is a really, really interesting time where we can kind of practice letting go of trying to control everything. Mm. Um, and what is called in Buddhism, um, experiencing Paranamavada. So it's that, const- that state. So um, Paranamavada basically means that everything is in a constant state of change and flux. So um, suffering comes when we are attached to that which changes. So Mm. say we get attached to um, our job or relationships or the way we look or finances, all those things which are right now are going down the toilet. Um, If we get attached to them, when they change, we suffer because we miss them or we kind of lose our sense of self Mm. so this right now is a moment where we can learn okay what does it feel like when I lost lose something that I thought I was yeah so you identify yourself with your job and your job's suddenly gone who are you who are you now without that label oh good segue here just have to mention that I've done a solo podcast episode called who am I if I'm not my work or I don't know if that's exactly the title, but it's, it's who are you if you're not your work or considering what your identity is if it's not your work, because that's a question I've been thinking about over the past few months. And um, yeah, so I'll link to that if people want to listen. So I've got some kind of thoughts and questions, ideas might, people might want to ponder. Um, it's really interesting. So I just interviewed for the podcast um, Sarah Major. The, okay, yeah. yeah um, so um, she's an acupuncturist and um, so we talked about Chinese medicine and people will be able to listen to this one because it'll be they're going to be out together as we're chatting I haven't released either of these but I think they're both going to be out at the same time so people can go and listen to that one if they want to as well and that's what we something we talked about was this idea of like once you have that awareness of change being the only constant things like what's happened now they're still hard but maybe they're not as hard for people who are aware of that or people who uh if, if you're a bit more able to go with the flow of things um yeah, which sounds people, that sounds like such bullshit advice, doesn't it? Just go with the flow; it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's very easy to say. I mean, but what isn't isn't um, I consider like the state of whatever you want to call it, enlightenment, samadhi, whatever, 
to not be some fantastical, oh, I'm so happy state. It's to be okay even when things are not okay. Mm. So to kind of be in that state of uh, almost like floating. So it's to not be attached to good things or bad things, just to be with what is. Because ultimately, isn't that the hardest thing, just to be with what yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. Um, and know that it's always going to change things that are good will always change and like mm. bad will come into it and then but the bad will always change to the good so um something else that I talked about with sarah in her episode was um about how anger is is an emotion that's um linked to this time of year quite a lot um and uh just going back to what we were talking about with with emotions um and kind of bringing in those positive emotions that we can focus on like love and kindness and all of that i also think it's important to actually let ourselves experience the more what we might label as negative emotions, although nothing's really good or bad. But um, so if we're feeling angry at the current situation, just express it in like a burst of anger or write it down or like, you know, allow yeah, yourself to feel it and acknowledge that you feel it. Likewise, if you're feeling grief or you're feeling uh, anxious, just kind of let it let it be there and actually acknowledge what you're feeling and I find that's quite powerful and then it allows emotion, the emotions to flow through you because like we just said everything's changing so the emotions are always changing anyway and then that way they don't become stuck in the body and then if they're stuck in the body then they're creating stagnation there which means things can't flow around the body naturally so mm, completely yeah like emotions are supposed to be energy in motion they're supposed mm. to come and do their job and then go away not supposed to hang around forever yeah yeah um Okay, so I wanted to go back to sort of this idea of, okay, a lot of us might be in the, at the moment in this kind of chronic stress response, whether or not we were before, and a lot of us were before um, because of, of how we live our lives and things. Um, and now a lot of us will be experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety, especially people who are, you know, um, working in the NHS or whatever it is. Um, so what... We've talked about some tools that we can use to, to sort of help boost the immune system. Um, and maybe there's a few more that we want to mention, but also um, what can people do to help bring themselves out of that stress response um, and back more into that like parasympathetic nervous system state? Mm-hmm. Um, well, breathing like, is one huge thing. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the way we breathe uh just has a huge impact on how we feel so if we're breathing short and shallow and quick and in a stressful way you're basically telling the body okay be stressed um if you slow down your breathing if you kind of make your breath artificially slow so really slow it down and if you really slow down your movements as well this is of course why a slow yoga practice is very beneficial your body um you're basically telling your body okay everything's all right Mm -hmm. So one technique you can do, um, which I just popped up on my website as well, mm-hmm. is uh, four, seven, eight breath. So I didn't make it up. It's a very well-known yeah, breath. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just breathing in for a count of four, holding the breath for seven, and breathing out through the mouth for eight. So we could, should we do it now? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it together. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any little bells or anything to bong. Oh, so. Yeah, I don't have one next to me. I could grab it, but sorry, right, we'll just do it. Yeah. So I will time this my watch so it's is the real real time. The real deal. So okay. So if you're at home now, um or wherever you are listening to this, um you could have a little go as well. So just make sure you're sitting comfortably or standing or whatever you're doing. And just bring yourself to be aware of your natural rhythm of breath. So without changing it at all, just noticing how it is. And then just taking like a normal-ish breath in and out for yourself. And we'll just do this maybe five times you can kind of feel it. So we'll take a slow, deep breath in for one, two, three, four. Hold, two. Three, four, five, six, seven. Breathing out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathing in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, breathing out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, breathing out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So how many times you've done it, we'll do it one more time. Breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, breathing out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So now take a slow, deep breath in, hold that breath. And let all the breath out. So perhaps as you've just done this, noting just kind of any difference in how you feel, sometimes a little kind of tingling feeling or just a sense of feeling calm. And that's that. And that's that. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I hope everybody kind of enjoyed that or found the benefits of it and it's something really easy that you we can do yeah wherever we are you don't need any special tools or anything um and that's a good one for um aiding sleep isn't it yes completely yeah so i know like whenever i do that when i go to bed like, i don't remember getting to the end of it because i'll fall asleep <laughs> so you're very very effective sort of breath yeah um, um so if we what else can we say so one other little thing that I thought, or oh, actually two things maybe, that mm -hmm. I thought we could share. Um, one is like an acupressure point that you can use to have a sense of creating space around the lungs, which mm -hmm. is probably especially pretty good now. Um, and especially as we get towards spring, sometimes you can feel like you've got like a bit of a chesty cough or like a mucus buildup. So it's really good for opening that. So this is the C17 point. Um, and if you just um, place your hand on your sternum so in your breastbone and just move it down to feel like a little dip so it's right between the um the nipples <laughs> between the nipples <laughs> i know it was just funny how you paused it's so british right between the um nipples <clears throat> the nipples <laughs> um, so, so you move it and then it's in that little kind of dip down there dip between the nipples everybody got it yeah <laughs> so um yes yeah, so you're using like your finger your thumbs depressed you quite firmly and then massaging it in a clockwise direction so this is uh, quite powerful for really having a sense of opening up the upper body um and it's also linked to the um heart chakra as well so that's an energetic heart space oh that hurts yeah so it probably, it's a bit, probably um, means tender, i need to do it <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. it's a bit tender it probably needs some tension yeah so again, that's like a really simple, easy thing to do as well. Mm. Um, and kind of sticking around this sort of area, um, something that I've been doing like every day for a really long time and is a really good thing to do for the immune system, for mood and for energy, is a thymus thumping. Mm -hmm. Your thymus gland is basically really close to that little dip just on the breastbone. Um, and when you tap this point, it kind of raises energy in the body it kind of helps your mood and it strengthens the immune system um, because when you tap your thymus it helps to encourage the release of t-cells um, which help to fight off pathogens and bacteria so what you can do is maybe just take your two hands and use your fingers just a tap on the breastbone on the thymus you can do that just that point or all around the chest and this is going to really really help to just kind of strengthen the immune system um and raise the mood as well it's a really good one to do in the morning isn't it mm, mm, definitely so yeah so just, you could just do it and it's good really 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 just going to help to wake the body up as well in the morning so just a positive thing to do mm. and again these are all free little things your body is its own little medicine cabinet yeah and again, it's like if people uh, are listening to this, I go can tapping and talking at the same time. Uh. <laughs> so it's fun. You can do that. If you've got kids at home with you, you can all do that together. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Um, 
if people are doing this or they're, they're listening to this and they're like, oh, well, you know, why, why is that going to work? I don't believe it. Again, it goes back to that. Why not believe it? You know? Um, yeah, that completely. See. Yeah, we're seeing at the moment because not only uh, is there an issue of getting um, pharmaceutical medicines to help with, with this illness, because of everything that's going on, now it's much more difficult for people to get the medicines they were already on. Mm. So probably one of the most important things we can think about right now is how can I be more self-sufficient and prevent myself getting ill so I don't have to rely on someone else to make me better mm. so this is a really really important time for that mm. yeah um I wanted to also mention uh dry body brushing um mm. which is something I do in the mornings and it's really good at this time of year so if anybody has got knocking around at home I think people quite a lot of people have got these and don't really know what they're for I used to have one when I was younger and I was like I don't know what this is um just like you know stiff bristle brush then it's just um circular motions starting with the feet um up towards the heart all the way over the body and that helps stimulate the flow of the lymphatic fluid um yes yeah well. amazing and, immune system as well yeah. circulation boosts that as well yeah. and it leaves you feeling nice and tingly which is quite nice and actually i saw someone put on instagram today um put a little bit of essential oil on the bristle body brusher she was talking about lemongrass and she said that's really really good thing to do and I, I know that's, that's what I thought I thought oh I'm gonna do that <laughs> so yes yeah. yeah fantastic anything else that you wanted to share um well so many things uh, maybe one more thing yeah go on um is just to is it helps the my um, immune system so mitochondria um are basically like little engines mm -hmm. in your cells and if they are working properly, then everything in your body is going to work properly, including the immune system. So don't worry too much about the science of mitochondria or anything like that. We're not scientists. I won't pretend I am. Um, so <laughs> if these little, little engines in the cells are working properly, again, everything will work well. And ways you can help your mitochondria to work well, again, of things you can do every day really easily at home so the breathing techniques we've talked about help um the tapping is really really amazing as well um also another breathing technique so Wim Hof's breathing techniques are fantastic for strengthening mitochondria so anything that helps your nervous system and your body to get stronger so to adapt to mm. things um it's getting enough sunlight as well so Oh, don't need to talk about light again. I'll link to because we chatted about light quite a lot in your last episode. So I'll link yes. to that um, uh, if anyone wants to, to listen in on that. And also, I will link to the episode of the Lifestylist podcast where um, they talk about uh, mitochondria and the science of it quite a lot. Um, if yeah. people do want to dive into it, I mean, I took like six pages of notes listening to it and it is three hours long. But if anyone's like as nerdy as we are, then go for it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. Like, we, we think like, oh, I'll strengthen my legs, I'll strengthen my arms, I'll have a good diet, I'll have this herb, I'll have that herb, I'll drink water. But you can do as much of that stuff as you want, but if your cells aren't working properly, mm. nothing's working properly. Mm. Um, so, uh, uh, movement as well as exercise. Um, cold showers? Cold, yes, cold <laughs> showers. So, yeah, cold showers, um, they help your body to, to adapt, basically, and to get stronger. Fantastic for mitochondria. Um, and intermi intermittent fasting as well. So mm. just basically having a long enough gap, at least 12 hours between mm. dinner and breakfast. Mm. So it's not hard to do. Um, you say that recently I got into a really you know bad habit of snacking right before bed, which I've cut out now, and it's good. It, it does feel good. Um, so <laughs> yeah. well there's some days like you want something yeah exactly yeah I don't do it every day but most of the time now I do like have dinner and then not eat again till breakfast and it is at least 12 hours if not 14 and it it does feel really good so mm. there we go so yeah so yeah so just kind of thinking about as, as well as thinking about the, your body as as a um, as muscles and bone things think how can i keep my cells healthy as well and that's going to contribute to keeping everything else healthy mm. um oh there's so much, so much we could talk about but i think that's <laughs> probably it for now that's enough enough for now um, yeah. yeah this is why you're coming back on regularly because we've got so much that we can talk about it's fine oh no yeah we just have a little chat yeah um so yeah so 
all the things we talked about. <laughs> all the things. All the things we've said are basically, whilst a lot of them, they might not be free, so they're easy to do. So there's stuff in your kitchen that can help you. There's stuff already in your body that's waiting to release and to help mm. you feel good. Your mind is probably one of the most important things for mm. keeping you consistent well. Lovely. Thanks, Emma. It's Thanks been, for it's been fun as always. Um, tell people where you are online in case they have missed your I'm previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, she's at home. Go find her. It's her address. Um, yes. So um, you can kind of read um, blogs and have a look at bits and bobs on my website, which is emmanewlinyoga.com. Um, and because of everything that's happening at the moment, um, gyms and studios are closed so i've uploaded a few online practices on there um and meditations and breathing techniques um and you can also see my partner teacher on there as well david croft who's teaching on there um and what else instagram doing some live classes at the moment on there and stuff and yeah that's yeah. <laughs> thanks um yeah links will be in the show notes so um all right i'll speak to you again soon Okay, thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Create Shift. I hope you enjoyed it and found it inspiring and supportive. Don't forget to share the episode with friends and on your social media channels to help this podcast reach more people and help them live their most purposeful and holistic lives. And if you'd like to be one of the people funding the creation of this podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash being change to become part of the Being Change Patreon community. Until next time.